We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't no seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, folks, what's good? We are back. Another episode, Ain't No Seeds podcast, right here before the Monday before the Big 12 tournament. March is in full swing. Uh... Maybe the most anticipated Big 12 tournament that I can ever remember. I am absolutely pumped for it. Um, we got a lot today for you. We're going to talk, obviously, kind of wrap up the KU regular season, get our thoughts, how we're feeling heading into postseason. Uh, we'll talk Big 12 tournament. We'll talk bracketology. And uh, we'll talk a little gambling picks later today, boys. But let's get into, you know, fresh off the lost Texas. I, I don't want to spend a ton of time. Talking KU Texas, I felt like that was a game that I think I tweeted, you take the tape, you burn it, you throw it away, you never talk about it again. I just don't think you can take too much out of that game. The Hawks still win the league, um, which is an incredible accomplishment based on who we, what we had to go through to get there. But we're into March. We didn't exactly play great Saturday. B-turn, I'll start with you. Where are you at I don't know. How are you feeling about this team as we head in to postseason play? Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly not worried at all. And I know they had two bad showings in a row um, against Texas Tech at home. I, they were 39% from the field, um, and then they were 36 on Saturday. So, yeah, they looked a little lost offensively. Um, but we've said it. They're battle-tested. They've played a ton of tough teams. They've beaten a ton of good teams. Um, and these guys are just winners. They're – it's a super tough roster, I guess you could say, if that makes sense. But these guys have won um, a ton of games in their careers, and they've played in a bunch of big games, and the experience will be huge in the tournament. So I'm not worried at all. I think we have the personnel to um, go deep in March, and I think they have the personnel to be really good defensively in March, and we have one of the best scores in the country. So I'm, I'm honestly not worried at all. Yep. A.B., what about you? What are your, uh, what are your vibes like as we head into the Big 12 tournament? 
I don't think they've really changed at all. Um, it's just more of that's absolutely the way to beat KU is to force Jalen to do everything and hope everyone else just has a bad day. And the more like as the more often I see that, the more I get worried that that's just going to happen in the Sweet 16 yeah. second round. And you're not going to win that game regardless of where it's played or who it's who it's against at that point in the year. Those aren't games you win. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't think it's like like it's not going to happen every game. Like I think they figured it out. It probably just was a as weird as it is to say against the top ten team, a sleepy game. Looking yeah. forward to postseason play. You had the big celebration Tuesday night, and you know you yeah. go out and you got to play Texas, who was desperate for a win. Like yeah. we should have had, we should have said, could we pitch? I know. We were. Yeah. If we win that game, we win the conference by three games. Like there was no way that we were going to win this conference by three games. And it would have been Texas' third straight loss, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Senior day for Texas, and it's like one of like Friday night. I know we weren't too invested in this game, but like say Friday night, how did you picture KU winning this game on Saturday? I I mean I got less confident as time went on, but I I kind of had the mind. I thought I mean the game was going to go one of two ways. I felt which this sounds like brilliant analysis here, but I either thought we were going to come out super carefree, chucking, playing great just because you know no pressure whatever and we'd win by pretty easily or i felt like we were going to kind of come out how we did which was like b ab said human nature is you 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 celebrate a title on tuesday you realize the game truly has no significance really other than maybe seating which we'll get into but it's really i mean they're college kids it's really easy to kind of just let your foot off the gas especially how much you know every night Every game was so important, was so close, was every play mattered for what felt like three straight months. So for them to just kind of go in and, and struggle the way they did really wasn't a huge, huge deal to me. Um, I will say this, though, if we're going to get into things that worry us, we A.B. touched on it a little bit. Is Grady Dick OK? Like, are we worried about him? He made two shots there in the second half. Uh, but man, he, it's really two games in a row where he's just been completely, you know, I guess tech, he was missing open shots, which I'd rather him miss open shots than just not take any shots like he did, did Saturday. So, so where are you guys at with him? Yeah, I, it, it sorry, go ahead. AB. No, you're good. I was, I didn't know if it was me or you, you can go ahead. Uh, it's just frustrating because, like you said, it has been two games, and the four games before, he was great. Um, he had 26, 16, 19, and 16, so he averaged 19, 19 a game over a four-game stretch, and I thought he was finally turning it on. Um, obviously, he's been really good all year, but it felt like Grady was really going to be peaking going into March. But, yeah, the last two nights, um, he's two for 12 from the floor, two for 10 from um, three, and he has 10 points combined, so – I think the Texas game more in the second half, they got him more, more involved and kind of at halftime. That's the thing I was kind of telling myself is I want to see Grady get more involved, be more aggressive, getting shots up. And he found some decent looks, um, some guarded looks too, which is fine. Cause I feel like his jumper is tough, obviously to block and he can get it off. Um, but I don't know. I mean, obviously that's the guy that can get hot. I think he could have a huge March um, and he needs a, I guess improve his draft stock a little bit. He's going to be a lottery pick, but I'm not too worried about him. I just, like you said, Jay will has got to do a lot. Um, he sometimes has to carry this team. So it'd be nice for Grady to have, there might be a game where he has to bail them out where Jay will struggles. So. Yeah. 
AB, you worried about him? You have any thoughts? I got a hypothetical, or not a hypothetical, but a question for you guys. If you, but I'll I'll let you give some Grady thoughts if you have any. Not a ton. It just feels like defenses have really keyed in on him lately, and just face guard him regardless yeah. of where the ball is on the court, and he just can't get open. And that just yeah. has to do with the rest of the offense, you know, creating their own shots and getting to the bucket better. And that hadn't been the case the last few games, but I think he'll be fine. It's you know, I, yeah. it's Bill Self going into postseason. I think he can draw a few things up that'll get the offense looking better. So the thing I was thinking about is I feel like this year the joke's been who's going to be Remy Martin in March? Like who's going to – is it going to be Joe Yesifu? Uh, And no, it's not going to be. But the thing I did think about is maybe who's not going to be Remy Martin, but who's going to be Elijah Johnson from 2012 or who's going to be Malik Newman from 2018 – like, not necessarily somebody that comes out of completely nowhere, but somebody whose game just kind of takes a step up right in time. I don't know if that can be Grady. Grady might be a li- – like, is Grady too good to take on that role? Does it have to be a McCuller or a KJ um, to hit that status? That's... But I I do feel like one of those guys will have to be that guy. Well, that's what I was thinking when you're in the middle of that question is outside of Grady and Jay will, who could that really be? I mean, Kevin McCuller, obviously we know how good he is on both ends, but can he really fill it up like that? Like go on a stretch where he hits three threes, three or four threes. Like yeah. he just really doesn't do that. He's kind of a slasher. He was honestly kind of good in Austin. I'm um, just getting to the rim. He had a couple nice finishes around the rim, but I just feel like there's no one else really on the team that does that. Like can go on spurts like that, where they're just playing at a different level. Like we saw Remy and which Remy was insane. And we saw Malik. He had every, every single point against Duke and was good that entire March. I feel like there's no one on our team that can be at that level. I don't know if that makes sense, but those dudes were yeah. just playing at a different pace, it felt like, and you knew they could get you 20 or 30 in a random night. It feels like there's no one on this team that can really do that, where they can just, I guess, basically take over a game. Like Remy and Malik were doing that in their March runs. Remy got into April also, I heard. But yeah. um, I just I feel like there's no one on this team that can do that outside of, honestly, no one on this team can even get to the level I, those two can. I know Jay will can. He can get 20 a night, but not the way they do it. I think, and I don't know, AB, you may have a thought on this, but like, I think it would almost, it wouldn't necessarily be Kevin McCuller going out and getting 30, uh, but it would be Kevin McCuller going like, you know, shooting 40% from three consistently throughout March, right? Like, I don't know. That's, that's kind of the, the route I see. If somebody were going to have that type of March, I feel like it could be him. Like to me, it's and it's more off your point where it's not going to be 30 points, but it could be just an all around dominant march. It's Dewan. Yeah. Like, we've if yeah. this team's going to succeed, it always has to do with Dewan playing really well. So, even if it's only 13 points, seven assists, three rebounds, like yeah. him just playing up to that level is enough to this team will score like 80 points a game in the tournament. Yeah. yeah so that would be my answer. I know it's not, and it's not as out of nowhere. Cause I think we all agree. He's the most important player maybe in the country, but yeah. in terms of like the respect and who's going to get the love and who, you know, say they hypothetically go out and win the championship. Could he be a guy that steps in and wins tournament most outstanding player or be what Dave McCormick was last year where, there's an All-American on this team. He's probably going to get the award if he plays all right. But we know who the real most outstanding player and most important player of the game was. Yeah. I love that. I, I mean, we, I guess, we've seen it week 
week after week that Dewan just has to be aggressive. And if that fully gets through his head and he is, then that could be him. What do you got, B-Turn? Uh, I guess kind of what I was trying to say is we really don't have like, and I don't know if you guys agree, we just don't have like shot creators like like those two dudes we brought up, Malik, or guys, they can go combo, dribble, pull up from anywhere, pull anywhere from three, get their own shot, get to the rim. I just feel like we don't have anyone explosive like that. Um, but I want to say about Dewan, I'm very glad that Saturday Saturday's game had no implications because, wow. <laughs> Not good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that possession where he missed both layups was honestly hilarious looking back. I can't believe like, it. That was that moment where you were just like, okay wrap it up let's <laughs> let's call it a week like we won the big 12 title let's let's just be done with this on to the postseason but yeah, if he's gonna <laughs> do it know, do it that game i don't know about you guys but i tweeted it at, we, at one point actually two points i think they got it to seven two different times it kind of felt insane that we were in that game or it was down to single digits but it was just ugly the entire game obviously 36 percent from the floor but um, I wanted to say, and I tweeted this too, which I kind of got some backlash because KU fans were like, every game matters. But I tweeted, I was like, the game really didn't matter. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I know losing sucks, but we lost to a top 10 team or whatever they are. They're going to be a two seed in the tournament. They're the two seed in the Big 12 tournament. It was their senior day. Um, they needed to win. They were in a losing spurt. We already clinched the Big 12, and I think Lenardi gave us the number one solely because of that. That is why. Um, and so yeah. does losing that game really affect our resume or affect our seed line? And I guess it comes out tonight where Lenardi tweets that we're still the number one overall in the Midwest. It's Bama and then Houston, which we talked about it. Bama's not going to be in the mid Midwest more than likely regardless, so it's between us and Houston. But I tweeted that the game didn't really matter much. I don't know if you guys agree. I still stand on that. I know you don't. You never want to lose. But I also get to the point where I don't think losing before March is a terrible thing, and I think us three have been at that point before with a KU team. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I think my brother texted me this. He was like, realizing that losing today means we don't have to go win 18 straight like, because had we won Saturday and then won the Big 12 tournament like we would have, to then win the NCAA tournament, we would have had to rattle off 18 in a row, which that's freaking Wasn't gonna hard to do in college basketball. So, yeah, but, I mean, you could say go lose in the Big 12 tournament, but I'd absolutely rather lose that Texas game than lose this weekend in the Big 12. So Yeah, like, I think the only way the game matters is if they go out and they don't win the Big 12 tournament or at least get to, like, the title game. It just makes the margin for error much thinner. Um, if they win that game Saturday, they they might be locked into the number one overall seed right now. I know, but that, that they, is they, the only. They, right. It's not like yeah. they they still control their own destiny at that. I think like if they go win three games this week, mm -hmm. they're not going to move down. Like, and but I guess the thing that confuses me, and I know we got bracketology later, but like Palm <laughs> still has us as the number three overall. So I don't really know who to believe or what KU has to do. I just genuinely think. No one knows anything until like the big conference tournaments, especially Big 12, play out, and that'll probably write itself. I think I'm basically at the point where you win the Big 12 tournament, you know, you're getting number one overall seed. There's yep. just no disputing it. If you make the championship game and lose, I still think you feel pretty good about the number one overall seed. Or when I say number one overall seed, I mainly mean Midwest. I do not care if we are above Alabama or not, I just want to be above Houston so that we can pick the Midwest. <clears throat> If we make the final, I, I feel decent about it. 
Now, if we lose in the semis or yeah, I mean, definitely before, then I think you're starting to sweat because I think we're all pretty sure Houston's uh, going to roll through and, and win that conference tournament. So I don't know. I It is weird to say that game didn't matter because if we won, I do think we're sitting here right now being like Big 12, number one ourselves. overall seed is yeah. locked up. Like we can relax this weekend. Whereas now like that semifinal game, which we'll talk about, is going to be a big one. It's going to feel really big if we make it there. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Yeah, man. I so, guess I tweeted it. I tweeted it didn't really matter. So, yeah, I guess like <laughs> it did. So Because we could have helped ourselves out a lot. But I feel like we didn't really. I don't know if it makes sense. Because we're still talking about get the number one overall. I feel like it didn't really hurt us much. And it's no, obviously it not a all. bad. It's not a bad loss. Like it's a top 10 team who needed to win. Um, and yeah. they're obviously. They want to win on their senior day. But I also, I wanted to just talk about the Big 12 in general on Saturday. TCU gets smoked in Norman. K-State, I know they were dogs, but they lose in Morgantown. Um, and then Iowa State, Baylor was insane. I, oh. I took I took Baylor minus eight. I didn't get to watch it. There's some controversy <laughs> going. Yeah, I'm, it's sad. Baylor, I'm sorry. Um, but there's some controversy going on Iowa state too. So they were going through some things, which I don't know if you guys have heard about any of that Iowa state stuff with Caleb grow, but it's kind of wild, but they were going through well, some of that. that stuff. You, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Details. Well, yeah. other well, than we can like talk off air. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. we don't need to publish this he one, just, but yeah, I just, he was with Otzelberger <laughs> at, um, UNLV or wherever he was, followed him everywhere. And now he's off the team, but yeah, they lost him who he's a great shooter off the bench and they go into Waco with wait and Baylor has everyone healthy and they lose by 15. So I guess it just shows you how good the league is first um, and foremost, but a lot of good teams. I mean, Baylor's seventh ranked team in the country, K state 11, they lost on Saturday too. So it's like, 
I don't, it's obviously not the end of the world. And we played a really good team at their place. Yeah, for sure. Um, I talked so myself I get into game also when we got it to seven, oh. I thought we were going to string together stops. I mean, Grady started hitting some shots. Jay will finally hit some threes, which was huge. He was yeah. one of eight, one for his last 18. And I think Dickie V said, Oh, for his last 17 from three. When How they pointed over Dickie v that went in. <laughs> he pointed. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Yeah. So I want to get my to... for the Jimmy V on. foundation. Love... How funny was it? that He, <laughs> he, he, just kept, he kept calling Grady Dick Dickie. Like yep. nobody in the world's ever called him Dickie. And he was like, Hey, <laughs> they call me Dickie. I'm going to call him he Dickie. Like, right. He said it twice. <laughs> Just call the game. He's a pro. Pro's pro. Yeah. Um, I want to talk Big 12 preview. or B- Obviously, we'll get to Big 12 tournament. Did want to just talk about Jalen wins Big 12 player of the year. Not a shock. So don't have much on that. We all knew that was happening. But I will say, Dewan winning defensive player of the year I thought was awesome for a guy that gets snubbed. And then in a weird way, he still did. Uh, yeah, AB, go- sound off. Go. I, I was just frustrated with it. Like, I don't know. I don't want to complain too much because at the end of the day, we're talking about like third team all conference versus honorable mention. Like that's not going to be at the top of his accolade chart when he's done at KU. But it just felt weird to me that he can win defensive player of the year and over McCuller and then McCuller would get third team over him. Like that didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, But I just feel like you're handing out one offensive, one defense, one player gets both of them and he can't find a spot on any of the three teams. Like it, it it's people sense. people still struggle to fully understand the value mm-hmm. of Dewan Harris. I mean, KU fans do. do I don't. I don't blame them. Yeah, um, it's, it's like how, how can always, you? He just he does everything, and none of it really goes in the stat sheet. So it's like unless you're watching forty KU yeah. games a year, like we do, and obsessed with it during the week, you're probably not going to recognize when he has eight points and five assists. The the thing that I lost complete hope in the Big Twelve awards and all that oh, was boy. when Bill Self went seventeen and one um, in this conference and did not win Big Twelve Coach of the Year. Um, and if we want to talk about Bill Self not winning it this year, we can. Um, I don't know. It, I'm fine with it. He's got the natty on lock. I'm not losing sleep over Tang. Um, I think Tang deserves it. But it is like, okay, well, now Bill Self in 2020 goes 17 and one in a, I mean, that conference was tough that year, too. Um, goes, I mean, 13 and five this year, but wins it by a full game. Like, I don't know. Like, it's weird. We maybe just need to start doing the whole thing of like, just take Bill out of the, just, just That's make exactly it known Bill Self's not going to win Big 12 Coach That's of the exactly Year. That's exactly what it Cause is. Because I actually think he could win National Coach of the Year, which is mm-hmm. going to be really, funny when he does yeah but you can't tell I, I me got... go ahead go ahead ab i'm just saying you can't tell no, me that it's... they just don't want to give it to bill like they could give it to bill every year if they wanted he won 14 straight at one point he just won the best league they've said in 20 years and i know case i'm not even arguing i think you guys know i've been um high on jerome ting you could say i guess but he just won the best league in Dickie V called 20 years outright. So obviously he had a great case, but I've heard K-State fans like KU was a top five team before the season, which I get it. I mean, that's they're going to be good every job, year. That's part of Bill Self's yeah. job. 
So Tang deserves yeah. it. I think a lot of KU fans made jokes about K-State not even being able to field a roster this year. I know picking up Keontae was huge, um, but they have two first-team all-leaguers with him and Noel, um, and he deserves it. And they're, they're, they're going to be on, what, the three line right now? Yep. I think NCAA tournament. I didn't think they'd make two. the tournament. There's no way I thought they would make the tournament. And they might be a three or yeah. two or three. Yep, he'll look good in burn orange next year. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right. Hard speaking of burn orange, let's uh let's talk Big 12 tournament preview. Um, like I said at the top of the show, I can't wait. I mean, two work days to go, and then we're in we're in Kansas City the whole weekend. <laughs> Uh, I tweeted, this is legitimately going to be, I mean, when you just look at that bracket and you look at the games we're going to get, we're going to get Iowa state Baylor on Thursday. Uh, we're going to get KU West Virginia, potentially we're going to get K state TCU and we're going to get Texas, Oklahoma state. Like this is going to end up being better than like probably two or three of the regionals in the NCAA tournament. Like we are just one seeds, two seeds, two seeds, three seeds. Like you look at the projections and then look at the Big 12 tournament. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and I don't know. I really want KU to win it, but like we're plus 350, right? Yeah, I don't know. Down. Tumbled down. Okay. Two, 275 on DraftKings, plus Favorite 275. Now. Yeah. Good, good. Because I got us um, plus 350. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. But yeah, I wanted to say um, it obviously can be prisoner of the moment thing saying. This will be the most exciting, best Big 12 tournament in a long time. But like I just said, they've people have called this the best league we've seen in a long time. Obviously, there's probably been more star power. Like we've had Kevin Durant and stuff like that, Michael Beasley. Um, but we got, there's Keontae, Keontae's here, um, Grady Dick, lottery picks. The league's so good. There's a chance for 80% of the league to be in. I was just looking at bracketology, Oklahoma State's in first four out. So I guess maybe if they beat OU Wednesday night, they could be in. 80% of the league would be in the tournament at that point, I believe. And then maybe if Texas Tech or OU can win the Big 12 tournament, they'll qualify and we'll get nine. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, the league's amazing. Um, and it's been so competitive this year. Everyone's beat up on each other. So I'm so pumped. And just thinking about KU's run, like West for- – we, we talk about Ken Palm a lot, but West Virginia is the fourth best team in the Big 12 on Ken Palm. And that's most likely who we're going to be playing Thursday. But a 17th-ranked team on Ken Palm, it's crazy. That would be another quad one win. Um, so I guess once we get to bracketology, we can talk about that. But, yeah, it's just wild. It, West Virginia is the eighth seed in the Big 12 tournament, and they're a top 17 team on Ken Palm. I mean, aren't they an eight seed in the NCAA tournament? Or eight or nine or something? Yeah, something. I'll look. I got it pulled up. But they've been right like, around there. Yeah, they're a nine seed on the Nardis right now. And I would assume we play West Vaugh. Obviously, Tech, I think, uh, who's coaching them? Tubby Smith? <laughs> yeah, I don't the know. Deaf kid from their team like 12 years ago? Gillespie. So, he, he left Tarleton. Yeah, Tarleton. Billy Gillespie. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking maybe Tech could play inspired ball. I mean, they played us well. They played us Win well. Win because um, they hate their coach so much. Like, I love that. Be like, yeah, hey, guys, stick it to Mark Adams. The new coach won't spit on them. Is what I hear. Yeah. No more um, Bible readings. I was I don't know. Both games were tough at tech. Um, and then at home was a tough one too. So I guess if tech won, both games are gonna be tough. That's what I feel like there's obviously been years where we're the one seed, we play the eight nine, and you know KU's just gonna roll. But this either game either team we play on Thursday is gonna be a tough game. 
And I also was going to say calculations could be wrong here, but I think there's been 26 Big 12 tournaments. KU's been the one seed in 18. Jesus. <laughs> Some would say that's good. Some would say. So, AB, what is your ideal, like, route? Like, what do you want to see for KU? Um, I guess kind of from, like, a standpoint of easiest way to win it, or is there, like, a – a way to look at it is how can we improve our resume to assure we get the number one overall seed without winning it? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I want to see happen this week. Other I than want, obviously us winning it all. <laughs> I want to beat Huggy and KC again. I do that back to back years. And then I'd like to play Baylor. I, uh, I just, I think we probably will. I don't think Iowa state's beaten Baylor three times in like two and a half months or whatever it'd be. Like that would just they're be not, insane. They're not beating them twice in a span of six days. Right. Like that. So, you know. But, like, I also would think I would rather play Baylor just based on the matchup. Like, it's going to be a home game for us. But if it's KU-Iowa State, that building split three ways with red and yellow, purple and black, and red and blue. Um, so just get one of those home teams out of there and play Baylor. And I want to play K-State again. I just think that would Me be too. a lot of fun going in, like, knowing if you win, you're the number one overall get to play K-State, and hopefully take the 2-1 lead in the series this year. Um, yeah. Plus, Texas is just kind of kind of fucking good. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> what about so, you, yeah. B-Turn? Um, yeah, I knew I knew A-B was going to want to play West Vaugh just because he likes a little competition, wanted to play the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care who we play on Thursday. I think either – I just don't really care about our route, I guess. I guess if I have to pick, yeah. I think KU Iowa State would be fun Friday night. Um, I know Baylor fans won't. I'm sure there won't be a ton of Baylor fans. Probably going to be wrong on this, but my best friend, one of my best friends, is an Iowa State booster. He's made it seem like Iowa State fans won't be like in full force like they usually are in Kansas City this weekend. Maybe he's wrong, but he's pretty tapped in. Where are they um, vacationing so- instead this year? <laughs> Um, Ames, Iowa, Sacramento for the first round. (laughs) So that's probably, they're still going to be there. I'm probably wrong there, but maybe it won't be as crazy, but I think KU Iowa state games are always fun. I remember the year, um, Wiggins was there. I remember that game, Perry Ellis, that championship game. I remember when they beat the Wiggins team, it was like they were celebrating a national championship. It was insane. They love the Big 12 tournament. Love the Big 12 tournament. Like I can't and I can't lie, dude. When Iowa State is cooking and they go on crazy runs at the Sprint Center or T-Mobile Center, it's always going to be Sprint. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy, and I get like their crowd gets so fucking loud. I'll admit it right now. I'm terrified of Iowa State at the Sprint Center. Like you think about, <laughs> you mentioned the Wiggins game. They they dominated us that game i think it was the next year it was perry and Ubre and those guys in the championship game i think they dominated us that game like and then it happened a few years ago Quentin grimes. Dotson and grimes like they dominated and grimes us just kind of like, going off to end the we've year we've had some rough showings against iowa state in the big 12 tournament and i mean they that <laughs> Those fans are psychos for that tournament. Yeah. Man. It's it's nuts. But yeah, so I, I agree with AB. I think Baylor Baylor beats him. Unless it's one of those things like maybe Iowa State's just a bad matchup for Baylor and who knows. But I I think we're we're definitely gonna be playing Baylor Friday night. So what I kind of wanted to do was just lay out maybe like predictions from all of us, kind of get your idea or almost fill yeah, I guess fill out a bracket. To uh, 
to give me your thoughts on do you have one ready ab or do you want me to fire mine off uh i'll go ahead i mean i just got ku winning it i i mean we keep saying it's going to be a gauntlet but it's going to be a gauntlet for whoever wins it so like why not the one seed that won the conference outright before the last game of the regular season happens and the team you that's only gotta beat three 45 teams. minutes from campus. You just got to win three games. Yeah. But everyone's yeah. got to win You don't got to beat games. all nine. You just got to right. beat three. But Texas, so think if Texas has to go this route. They play whoever in the quarter is probably going to win. But then they play K-State and then KU. That's basically mm-hmm. two road games in I don't know 20 hours. Well, I guess I that's agree. true. TCU could win. Man. But hypothetically speaking, they could be playing two road games in 18 hours against two teams that are what both top 10 is K-State top 10 top 15 at least so like it just feels like a tough road for them could be the same for Baylor they play KU if they beat KU they could play K-State or a really good Texas team and then K-State just brains are broken in the Big 12 championship against KU so I I just see KU winning it more times than not so I'll take them beating K-State like 84-72 you're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. So my thinking is I feel like these things, when you get this pumped up for a tournament, it never really goes how you expect it to mm-hmm. go. So I might be stealing your shine be turned but i kind of think tcu's laying low i think tcu's getting slept on a little bit i know they just had a stinker uh i feel like tcu can beat k-state i don't think it's the best matchup in the world and people forget tcu trounced k-state in fort worth and then the comeback game in manhattan did not have mike miles so (laughs) in the one game k-state's played tcu they got absolutely pumped um, I think this TCU team is battle tested. I mean, they played some massive tournament games last year, almost took out Arizona, like they've got tournament experience. I wouldn't be surprised you see KU TCU final. That I could see happening. They they beat K-State, they get some momentum, they play Texas. Uh, I think it, I mean, that's obviously Texas is favored, but I can see it going either way. So I could see but- KU TCU. But can you picture Jamie Dixon in a Big 12 championship game is the question. Didn't we do this last yep, year? <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Yeah. I mean, at some point, the guy's got to do it. Like, he, yeah. if he keeps putting out a solid product, I think uh, they can do it. I just I, – I really like Mike Miles. I think we, we say this every year. Like, you – a good guard – is so nice to have. And a guy that can go create his own shot is so nice to have in March. And that's, I mean, he, he's that guy. Like I can see him well, being the story of the tournament, but he's playing with Marquise Noel. Remember yeah. <laughs> Fran, Fran quadrupled down on that, by the way, he went on Titus's show and he said, well, TCU, they got their Patrick Mahomes back. I was like, dude, you've really that's been sitting a- on this one for a month. 
like a month. There's so many other players he could compare that to. Yeah. Like so maybe don't pick the biggest superstar in all of sports right now. Like, I don't know. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Man. What do you got? B-turn? I'm going to go. I'm going to just go chalk real quick. I'm going to go KU Texas final. I think Texas beats whoever wins that TCU um, K-State game. I would pick yeah. K-State, but I feel like I don't see K-State beating TCU and Texas. Like I just I don't see it happen. I know they'll have a good crowd. Yeah. I like their team, um, but I'm going to go chalk. I think I was going to go KU-TCU, but I don't want the same thing. Um, but I'm going to mm-hmm. take KU – God, it's gonna be tough to win this tournament, but I'm gonna to take KU over Texas in the final. Chalk. It. I mean, chalky, we simply but... do not lose to Texas in Big Twelve championship. I could see Baylor. I could. I mean, if we play Baylor, how good is that game gonna be Friday night? Yeah, with that trio it, of guards and yeah. Scott Drew. It, Billy either Stout. way, it's gonna be a grind to get it done. Um, but I feel good. I mean, we have the guy that routinely wins Big Twelve tournaments and. Wins the league and he's the best coach in the country. So I'll, I heard uh, something that Baylor's never won a Big Twelve championship, like tournament championship. Is that true? I think I heard someone say that. I can't remember. I was just pod central I remember, today. And, well, boys, but I heard. I remember in twelve that. they lost. They lost to Mizzou in to 12. Missouri. Yeah. Did they win it when they, they won the Natty? No, that was COVID year. They lost to Cade Cunningham. Oh yeah. In the semis, and then Texas beat. Uh, Oklahoma State in the championship because they got a buy over us and then celebrated like they won the national title because we had a uh, a COVID. I forgot about COVID that. Test. What a dumb year that was. They beat us in 09, made it to the championship, and they lost to Mizzou that year. They lost to Mizzou mm-hmm. in 12, lost to Iowa State in 14. They've never won one. Wow. Been to two well, championships, three championships. That is a little worrisome, boys. I mean, at what point are they due? But also, like, I just – they just are kind of a weird team to me. They live and die way too much by just, like, Flagler and Cryer dribbling around launching threes, but we'll see. All right. Uh, let's get to AB's favorite segment of the show, Bracketology. <laughs> We're still the number one overall seed. It's a great feeling. Uh it's a beautiful I don't know. Play. I guess I guess AB, I'll kind of let you lead the way here. Where I mean, just give me your right off the top of your head thoughts on the current state of the bracket as we are now what six days away, five days away. Yeah. When you're hearing this, it'll be five days away from the bracket, which is just dandy to say out loud. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying not to get too invested in it right now, just because well, hey, <laughs> hear me out though. Nothing's gonna change. Like we're gonna be able to when we watch KU this weekend, it's gonna tell its own story. Like if they lose early, they're gonna drop. If they win, get to the title, they're you probably one overall. Like I'm sure that'll build up as the games go on. But we're kind of in like a dead part of the week where there aren't huge bank games other than the small conference championships and like the second round of bad conferences going on. So for the next few days, I'm kind of out on it. But the one thing that I don't think we've talked about enough is who do we want as our two seed if it's between, like, UCLA or Purdue? Because I'm kind of rooting for UCLA to go win the Pac-12, get the one seed out west, and then, you know, I'll I'll take them as our two. Purdue, I just don't think they're going to get to an Elite Eight potential matchup. 
just I'm, I'm, I don't hap- want you I'm happily going to take a game for a program that just <clears throat> routinely fails to make the Final Four if that's our Elite Eight game. So, so what they so, do is they, they peak in November and mm-hmm. choke this time of year. So at this at this point, there's probably a good chance that the two seeds only going to come down to what? Like two teams that could Arizona, potentially be our two? UCLA, because and Purdue, if two, right? If two Maybe Big Gonzaga. Teams, I'm just saying if there's two Big 12 teams – we're not going to get either of those two Big Twelve teams yeah. is two seeds, so it's going to come down to. Yeah, it, it could still be Marquette. Arizona. I mean, if if Marquette gets hot this weekend and just dominates the Big East tourney, they can move up to a two. Old Andy Cat says Marquette ranked ahead of the Kansas basketball Jayhawks. That guy yeah. is a a brain, I'll tell you. Uh huh. So I want to um, I want to say what what does KU have to do personally? to lock in the obviously win the big 12 tournament but to lock in the at least being over over houston i think houston obviously i think if they lose this weekend at all in the american they could lose to memphis which was a good game on sunday which we didn't even talk about that was annoying um but (laughs) that game winner was nuts um but obviously if they they lose we're over them no matter what right like they have to win the american yeah i would i just the part of me that's struggling, though, is I don't see how last Monday we were behind Houston and or even like Tuesday going into the game. But really all that's happened is KU's lost a game. It would be two games if they lose in the Big 12 tournament and Houston hasn't lost, beat Memphis twice, and KU hops them in that scenario just because they like clinched the Big 12 regular season. That just feels a little off to me, but I, I genuinely don't know what the committee's thinking. Because Palm, like we talked about earlier, has a three overall. So, like, yeah, if we trust Lenardi more, I feel great. But I just have a feeling we could be watching Selection Sunday after losing to Texas in the Big 12 final and see the Midwest number one, the Houston Cougars, and then our whole life changes. I guess the first time where I feel like the location is genuinely a toss-up. Normally, we know if we're a one, we're probably going to, like, a local spot. This year, we just, it could be literally any of the four, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It, That's, it's so frustrating to me that we're in this spot because it's just going to suck. You win the toughest conference, and you may not end up in, in Kansas City, but you can't complain that much when you head into the postseason tournament knowing you completely control your own destiny. Like, if you mm-hmm. genuinely want – Kansas City, go play like it, and you'll get it. Because I will say, if we lose in the Big 12 final to Texas, I'll be pretty annoyed if we don't get it. Because yeah, that's what our resume is just—it's nuts at that point. Because we would have added another win over Baylor, uh, we'd have beat a nine seed in the tournament, West Virginia. Like it's not like we roll through a bunch of scrubs to make that game. But that's what I was. What what's our worst loss this year? Like not putting scores into hand because obviously TCU pounded us um, at home. But who's the worst team we've lost to this year? Probably Iowa State, TCU. I, TCU or Iowa State? Loki oh, is yeah. it Tennessee? <laughs> I mean, I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> no, it's not. But um, maybe without Ziggler. Uh-uh. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I'm just I'm thinking about the Big Twelve tournament. You beat West Virginia. That's another quad one win, a top twenty team analytically. And then what if you lose to Baylor Friday night, a team that's gonna be a two seed in the tournament, top ten team in the country? Um, it's like, how does that even kill your resume? But I guess Houston, I just looked. They're minus three hundred to win the American tournament. 
on DraftKings. <laughs> so you got to just assume they're going to win that tournament. Obviously, Memphis could give them a game. Kendrick Davis is pretty nice, but like, where would you guys be at mentally? And what? Obviously, we're going to be a little biased towards KU, but he, assuming we're going to assume, obviously, they're minus three hundred, they're going to win the American. KU loses in the final. Where? How are you feeling going into Selection Sunday? Oh, man, I don't know. I like. I'd like to feel good, and we name all the positives on the resume and everything. But, but also, at the end of the day, like. Are they giving the number one overall to a team with seven losses over a team with two losses? Like I know Houston's exactly. schedule's been pretty dog shit, but at some point, like we have to look at the win loss and be like, and yeah, like this team has a it. lot better wins, but like seven losses for the number one overall, it seems. Well, maybe crazy. Bama gets it then, but would we be ahead of Houston? Because I yeah, feel like I Bama might be a little AB's different. Point. I think still to what AB's saying is like, yeah, at what point do the quad one wins? stop carrying you over Houston. Like they have five less losses than you at that point. Um, If you get to the championship in Kansas city, that's two more. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, it just depends. I guess it just depends. Like some people would look at the analytics and say, it's a joke that KU even thinks they're going to be over Houston. Like Mm -hmm. people will say Houston's clearly a better team. Give them the seed, give them the Midwest. But I don't know. I, I will be, quite annoyed if we make the championship game now to answer your question am i gonna feel good if we lose in the championship and houston rolls through the american no i will not i will not feel good that'll be a stressful sunday so here's here's one other note though and cbs put this out during the Houston memphis game but they kind of laid out how they go about filling out the bracket in terms of like wednesday they have their first little sheet they put together and they do a little minor adjustments but it said on sunday not much changes. So, like, I don't know. I mean, Houston, the American Championships on Sunday, right? So, if they yeah. already have it locked in that KU's above Houston, how much does that win? Does it change? I mean, and, and, like, it's not just flipping them one seeds because there's going to be so many Big 12 teams on the two and three line. It's got to make sense. It's going to completely fuck up the bracket. So, completely redo it on Sunday. So, I'm hoping that hey. – Hopefully they're just lazy and they're like, yeah. we don't want to cram on Sunday. Let's just give it to Kansas. Um, like that's my dream scenario is that there's a current board sitting there that says mm-hmm. number one overall seed Midwest Kansas. And then maybe in like italics or sign in parentheses next to it, it says, assuming they win quarterfinal game. Like that's all I want. Like I just want them to come on se- selection Sunday and say, you know what, Greg, we had Kansas in the number one overall spot heading into the weekend, assuming they could take care of business in that quarterfinal game. Once they did, we had them there. That's how far I've walked myself through this scenario. But we'll see. They come on, they say it every year. You know, Greg, you know, Greg Gumble in my head right now. <laughs> they talk us through the thought process Sharpie. on Kansas being number one overall seed. Um, and then Seth Davis will immediately pick us to get upset by a, a trendy 16 seed. Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So we've we've kind of just hammered the Kansas City thing into the ground, me mostly. I Let's be honest. I just want it to happen because I really want to go to the games. Like, I still think this team can make a Final Four Blame without Ryan. it. But uh, I would really like to go to the games. And yeah. I actually have a really good NCAA tournament record. 8B, knock on wood. But uh, mm-hmm. 
beyond that, let's talk. We know we're getting a one seed. That is the one thing that is nice. I think even like, you know, 2018, I think we had to go win the Big 12 tournament to feel good about a one seed. Uh, I can't remember last year. Were we pretty set on a one seed heading into Big 12 tournament? I honestly don't remember that much. But I, I think can't remember. So. Well, I want to say yes, because we still, I mean, we won the league, but we shared it. Well, Baylor got a one, too. So if Baylor got a one, I think we were probably pretty firmly safe. But it is nice to head into the Big 12 tournament knowing you're on the one line, um, which now opens up the conversation. Who are the eight nines and the four fives that that you want no part of? Um and I think I've talked about a few of these, but one, and I don't know how much we've talked about this team. I have them written down as a four. I don't want to see, and I think they continue to kind of get better is mm-hmm. they struggled, but like UConn is one team that I'm now like, I, I kind of jumped off the bandwagon for little of the year while they were struggling, but I feel like they're kind of hitting their stride again. And analytically, uh, AB, they are very good, right? Top. 15 in both yeah they've been top five all year in terms of overall and one of yeah. those teams that i always see is like qualifies or whatever to win the championship being top 20 in both i haven't watched them a whole lot but i mean in their best player a big man and yeah. like that just to me in march no go but like they are i mean you look at the other fours and on four and five seeds all around i mean you got virginia saint mary's miami indiana like I don't Xavier's yeah. banged up. Fremantle's out Fremantle's. for the year. Yeah. So like all the I, I don't really if I had to give an answer, it'd be UConn or Kentucky jumps up to the five if they get hot. Just saying so, a hot Kentucky team with all that talent would be scary, but eh. would we be dogs against UConn? Like I think that's mm. a possible question. Uh Kansas City is a factor. Yeah, yeah. If it's in Kansas City, no. But if it's in Las Vegas. I mean, I don't know. It that's just kind of what caught my eyes. I, I read a tweet. I think this was accurate. Who knows? It said if KU played St. Mary's right now, they'd be a pick'em. So then I was like, Well, UConn is better than well, St. Mary's. They probably did that on a neutral, and Ken Palm has like a little semi home thing that he has. So like yeah. when Gonzaga plays a game in Seattle or wherever they not Seattle, but uh I don't know. You get my point. If they're playing a game yeah. close to campus but not on campus, they'll call it semi-home, which yeah. might change it a little bit. I just don't see KU being an underdog in a Sweet 16 game in Kansas, yeah, City. Kansas City. Now, I can very much picture the UConn Huskies beating KU 94-52 to 52 in New York City. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> they'd be, yeah, they'd I mean, be five-point dogs in that game, I bet. That would be a joke. Crazy. Uh, B turn. You got any teams that just absolutely terrify you? That I mean, UConn, St. Mary's are the obvious ones as we've laid out. But are there any others out yeah. there that, that are keeping you up at night? <clears throat> I mean, the, at first glance, I I thought UConn also. Obviously, you talked about analytically, and then Sonogo, um, their best player is a monster. I think he would kill us. Um, but. I mean, not terrifying, but looking at eight or nines, and obviously I feel like they could switch. Everyone, bracketologists are going to have different eight, nines, whatever. But Arkansas, just from a talent standpoint, it's kind of scary. They have two two guys that are probably going to be lottery picks, um, Nick Smith and Anthony Black, and then Jordan Walsh will probably get 
drafted too. So from a talent standpoint, they're scary. They can be inconsistent. I think they've lost three in a row, which has been to some tough teams, Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, but they would just they would scare me just looking at the eight nines. Other than them, I don't know. I mean, Illinois, Terrence Shannon, Florida Atlantic. I've watched That's them exactly a couple times. I wrote uh, Mizzou, down Illinois, Arkansas. Yeah. I Florida Atlantic, I noted. Um, are I they terrifying? Them. Because, like, that's the exact type of team we would, we'd freak out over Illinois, and then Florida Atlantic would beat Illinois, and we'd be excited, and then we'd lose to Florida Atlantic. That's like, never happened I feel like, before. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the type of thing that would happen to us. But I don't know much about Florida Atlantic. I don't either. Uh, I want like- no part of Illinois or Iowa in Des Moines. In Des Moines is a big factor. Yeah. Like playing Iowa ninety minutes Iowa, from campus. Right? Yeah, we'll be Des Moines. Um, yeah. but like Duke's a seven right now. Do you want Duke as an eight seed? No, not particularly. Never. I think it'd be hard for them to drop to an eight. I would think so too. I mean, they have to lose pretty early in the ACC, but, <laughs> but it, even if not, though, like you've seen the committee just give teams better or worse seeds for the matchup purpose. You had eight <laughs> seed true. Kentucky against undefeated Wichita State. You had did KU, Wichita, Wichita State. State. So <laughs> yeah. And it's like, so we know that it can happen. So, I mean, if they have an opportunity to get KU Duke at 115 what about, on what Saturday about, afternoon, they're going to do it. What about Houston Duke? I could see them doing something like that, like make Houston. Oh, uh, <laughs> Give me Duke yeah. over Eastern Washington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously, if Duke's an eight seed, that's a terrifying eight seed. Isn't that when they had Zion and RJ Barrett? Yeah, give yeah. me Duke over, and then they gave us the team you didn't want. We were terrified, honestly. Then we won by 100. I don't know if I'm wrong here, or maybe like the older I get, I just trust Bill Self more. Um, but I feel like most years I'm more nervous about eight nines than I am this year. Like last year, I was pretty terrified of UNC. I was pretty terrified of San Diego State, which we avoided and almost lost to Creighton anyways. But I feel like every year there comes eight and nines that I'm like, dude, I really don't want to see them. And just looking at these, I think, I mean, Memphis is good. They can score. But like even FAU, I was just looking at them like, I don't think they're good enough defensively. Um and Maryland, they they play ugly. Big Ten's just disgusting. But other than Arkansas, on it, like Auburn doesn't even really scare me. I don't I think, think it. I mean, we went we went from twenty. I mean, we didn't make it out of the first weekend from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty two, which I know that was a COVID year included in that. But I think we were a little scarred because we had got absolutely trounced by USC, trounced by Auburn, and. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel good about it because we got through it, but if you don't think that we see Arkansas popping up as our eight seed, we're not going to absolutely. Uh... I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> Brandon can't stop laughing and it's you're making so, me chuckle. And I feel so, like you're looking at us. No, you were I, I mean, so I, on just... one that selection Sunday. Like you were on top of, you were calling every team and every seed and every region. Yeah. Yeah, that was we a good time. We got to those videos out again. Yeah. That was like, Man. what, four years ago? And I think that was had to have been prime bracketology for you because that's when we oh talked about that YouTube guy a lot. Well, here's so the thing. Were... I was <laughs> living alone. I was single. This is and KU. I loved this is college basketball. I think I watched every game all year that year. So, like, oh. yeah, it was, it was great. And it was the beginning of the pod, so we were all going nuts. Yeah. 
yeah. Was oh, yeah, fun. that was Midwest year also. That was Kansas City. And we just needed to win one <laughs> yeah, more. We were all avoid the hottest team Kansas in the country. We <laughs> lost by a billion points in the second round. Here's my biggest what if in sports history. What if New Mexico State just beats Auburn in the first round like they should have? People forget <laughs> that game went to overtime. I think That's we probably big, lose to New Mexico State. By who, who, who's posting them up? Sim Bular is going to be posting up down low. Do you guys remember okay, him? Well, biggest what if in sports history? Well, I mean, I was <laughs> stretching, I was stretching the truth a little bit to, you know, dramatize. I can't wait. AB's going to be like 81 years. Natty. Boys, my biggest what if. <laughs> The 2019 12 shade one in the first round against a five shade. and like New Mexico State melted that game away, like they choked bad. I think um, Diedrich Lawson becomes a lottery pick after Kansas wins the Natty that year. Diedrich and the Miracles, people forget. Damn it, uh, guys. I have uh, I have many a future bets that I would like to talk with you it. guys. Who I was uh, gonna wrap it up with. Let's let's make some yeah. money. I have one that kind of got screwed, I think, today. <laughs> Not screwed, but I'm pretty nervous. Savior. Yeah. I kind of felt care. good about them going on a run. I just thought they were – they had a bunch of upperclassmen. I love their starting five. I thought Nunji and Freeman will be – I know it's not – it's about guard play, but I think their guards are good too. So I thought um, Freeman and Nunji would be <clears throat> tough to handle um, down low, but I think – they could still go on a run, but I don't see them winning at all. I think that's a big loss. But then I got Gonzaga at 33-1, to 1, I think, a month ago. I like is, it. Which is pretty solid. I know they're not good defensively, but, I, yeah, I got them 33-1. to 1, So those are my oh, yeah. NCAA tournament. But, yeah, I was just going to start that off with – I don't know how you guys feel, but Fremantle being out for the year for Xavier is pretty tough. Yeah, that is. I do not have any action on Xavier. I've wanted to pull the trigger on Gonzaga. They're plus two thousand, I guess. So I, it still could be, Value. could be worth it. What do you got, AB? Are we talking conference championships here or uh, NCAA? <laughs> I've only well, got one either... NCAA's, but if we want to go conference to conference, I got one for all the big ones. Give um, me your conference. <laughs> well, <laughs> while we're on Natty, give me. I hate. I hate that I'm about to say this out loud. K-State's 35-1, to 1 and they've got it. You know, just picture yourself in a world where K-State gets hot this week, KU doesn't get the number one overall, and K-State gets slotted as the two in Kansas City. I don't think that's off the table. They could even be the three in Kansas City with KU. So, like, just when I see 35-1 to 1 on a team that's going to be a two or a three seed that has two all-conference players and has a, at least decent chance of playing the second weekend two hours from home, like that just felt like a big number, and it's an emotional hedge. Like that's the day K State wins a national championship will be a bad day for us. So, you know what? Take if you feel like they have a real chance, and the number's that big, you might as well throw a little sprinkle. I don't. I simply don't. Okay. Um, what All do right. you got on that, B turn? I just I think you need to tweet that clip out. Yeah. Um, you've never said anything really nice about K State. I don't know if it was nice. I think that's it was true. just value, but. I congratulated them on a or on a Big Twelve championship. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, two seed, and then obviously you gotta like your chance of making the second weekend. I mean, you're playing a seven or a ten. Might be in Kansas City. Obviously, they'd have a good crowd. I honestly was looking at that today, just like it just kind of popped, like it just popped out to me on my phone screen. So, <laughs> I mean, there's. I'm just thinking of other teams' odds that are four. But like, five, I'll like tell you, Baylor's I, I probably like, what ten to one, and they're going to be a two. But K State might be a two, and they're thirty-five. I know Baylor's. But better if I'm looking at, talented, but 
35 to 1. I see TCU there. I see Creighton no. there. I see St. No, Mary's no there. you did not say Creighton. <laughs> Ryan, Creighton's losing in the first round this year. Well, you not get I'm just saying, like, I like TCU. It should have made a Sweet 16. I don't know. I don't know why we're arguing. Yeah, it's you're... a future bet for a reason. I think we but... should argue on this show more. I think we, you know, we agree too much and a yeah, little argument gets. Maybe well, this why is would, Why'd you immediately say no to TCU? No, no, he Creighton. said no to Creighton. I thought you said TCU and you well, said no before. Creighton. Also, yeah, if I'm struggling to picture Jamie Dixon winning a Big 12 championship, I certainly can't picture him winning a national championship. <laughs> uh, you guys want to hear my current futures? He got yeah. screwed against Arizona in the tournament. He, people do sure did. They won that game. Um, I've got I've got uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels plus four thousand uh, with a cash out option of one dollar and one cent. So mm, I appreciate nice. that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I've got Arizona, which people seem to hate on Arizona, and I get it. They've got disgusting losses. I got them at plus sixteen hundred, which I don't love. I don't even know what they're at, but it's Arizona out of the so, two. I think it's combo. I think it's their uniforms. I just something about their uniforms really, really oh, sells me. I th- they were awesome in Maui too, which is always a big eyeball gainer. I was guilty yeah. of that one. Yeah, true. Uh, all right. What do you got conference tournament wise? Do you want me to rapid fire? Or do you want to go conference <laughs> to conference? We go because I'm ready for either. <laughs> um, let's just, go. Um... What do you want? Be turned rapid fire? Or do you want him to go slow? Um, I was, should I just, I only have like one thing I wanted to say for my bets for conference tournaments. Cause I haven't looked at anything besides the big 12. Yeah. Um, and this is why I was okay. going to take KU TCU, but I think I'm going to sprinkle TCU just to win the big 12 tournament. I think they're talented enough. Um, they have one of the best players in the league. I personally think they're going to beat K state on Thursday. Maybe I'm wrong, but they gave Texas a tough game in Austin. They beat them at home kind of comfortably. Not really. It was a bad beat. Um, but I, I could see TCU winning the conference and just looking at that, um, they're plus 750 on, uh, fan or sorry on DraftKings. Jesus. Um, <laughs> it is on DraftKings, but like Iowa state and K state are ahead of them, which I don't like because I think Iowa state is for sure losing on Thursday. And I think if I think that TCU, if I, it's just, I think it's probably the crowd and they're higher seated. I think, I think there are five TCUs of six, but I see, I see KS or if I think TCU is going to beat K state, I feel like I might as well sprinkle a little TCU to win the big 12 tournament. So I don't hate it. I have them in my final, as we've said. <laughs> um, all right, AB, I want you to rapid fire and I'm going to see if any of mine line up with yours. Starting out Ready, West. Go. Starting out West, I've got two picks here. I got Arizona plus 210. Uh, it's hard to beat a three, team three times. It's, you know, same logic I used with Iowa State Baylor. UCLA's beaten Arizona twice this year if they play in the final. No, game. they haven't. Did they not? Arizona beat, no, Arizona beat UCLA at Arizona. Shit. <laughs> I take that back. I take it back. Scratch Arizona wow. off the board. Scratch Arizona off the board. Tough. Well, I figured, the rapid I, figured, fire. I figured a team losing five games in the Pac-12, two of them would probably be against UCLA, but no, they lose the you fucking just guess. No, I, I thought I remembered it. But anyways, we'll scratch that one off the board. But I do <laughs> oh, like sorry. I do like a little sprinkle. Oregon 12-1. to 1. Uh, UCLA, don't know the guy's name. I, I like know they, got a, they had a guy get hurt. They had a guy get hurt. Oregon would get oh, UCLA Jaylen in the semis. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. 
Oregon's the four. Get UCLA in the semis. Hopefully, you know, they beat them banged up. 12 to one just seemed big to me. I like that. Uh, we're going out east. Big east. This one's just value. Nova 10 to one. They've been better with Justin Moore um, since he got back. I think they're like eight and three or something, which compared to what they were before the year was just bad. Um, but I don't love it. It was more of a value. Uh, big 10. Illinois 12 to one. They're in the easier half of the bracket. If they beat Penn State and then Northwestern, they're in the semis. They wouldn't get Purdue till the championship game. Big number. Sure. And isn't that in Chicago? Or is it in does feel like it's pretty wide open. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Maybe I should respect Purdue a little bit more, but I just don't think they're going to win it. Um, Big 12, I took KU. We already talked about that. SEC, uh, I took Arkansas 12 to one. They wouldn't have to play Bama until the finals. Uh, they play Auburn in the first round, and then they would get Kentucky, I believe. Uh, I know Kentucky just beat them, but they're banged up, and I don't know. It just felt like good value for a team that we all think has loads of talent. So I don't have one for the ACC because that's not a real conference to me. If you're going to take anything, take something fun that you think could happen, but I don't. I'm not going <laughs> to bet on Duke. Not going to take Duke. Give me Duke. I, uh, yeah, I like those outside of, um, <laughs> Well, I just lost my train of thought as I'm sitting here scrolling. Arizona. Um, Well, yeah, Arizona Arizona out of there. But I actually love Arizona. Um, I don't know. It's going to be Arizona, UCLA. I don't really see another, I guess, USC, maybe. Um, A team I'll throw out. Big East tournament, always chaos. I like the Nova pick. Um, Is, like, Ed Cooley and Providence getting slept on a little bit at all? They got there. I know. Dicks I mean, they look terrible, but is it like a classic uh, motivate yourselves heading into the tournament? I don't know. I, I thought plus 1,500 seemed a little high mm-hmm. for them. Um, I like that. A team we didn't talk about. A team that gave this Kansas Jayhawks fits. Southern Utah. Girl. Plus 700 in the Western Athletic <laughs> Conference tournament. I mean, they took a. I mean, it took a Grady Dick jumper in the final minute for us to win they that game. Play. Southern Utah, they got to go through. <sighs> I mean, Sam Houston and Utah Valley. Give me the Southern Utes, man. All right, in seven Tarleton to one. State. Yeah, seven to one. Sure, Tarleton State down there at plus two thousand. If you're really looking for a sprinkle, but um, did you have any of you have any SEC takes? Arkansas. I like that value. I could see Kentucky. I don't know if the value is good enough there. And I feel like the, they're pretty inconsistent. Um, so I don't know about them. I, I think they're definitely playing better headed into the tournament. I could see that. I feel like it's probably tough to bet on that tournament at all just because I think Bama could just get hot and go crazy. Um, but, yeah, I kind of I like the Oregon pick with that value. Um, and then, yeah, Big East is always crazy. That's always one of my favorite conference tournaments just because it's always tough. Um, I feel like random teams go on deep runs. I think I, if I had to pick a winner of that, I think I would take Marquette. Honestly, they've just been consistently the best team in that league all year. But I feel like people, I still have a hard time believing in Marquette at all. <laughs> I can't. Uh, SEC, oh. real quick. I know Ziggler was super valuable to Tennessee, but like, is Tennessee just going to be looked over? Now that they've lost him, like they're still, I feel like they do really well in the SEC tournament. That's completely off the top of my head. I have no idea if that's accurate. They still got a good roster. They still got Rick Barnes. I I, I could see us like overthinking this in Tennessee. 
at plus 300, like goes into Wednesday. I don't know if I want to take plus 300 when they've, I was just a little surprised that they were there. It made me think like, am I missing? Something? Like I expected yeah. them to be like plus 400 and Kentucky to be plus 300. They're confusing. They, so like even before he got hurt, they've been struggling. They've lost six of 10. One of those wins was South Carolina at home. Um, but like in that stretch, they beat Bama and they beat Arkansas and they beat Auburn. So like, I just really don't know what to make of them. I just, I know that I'm not going to trust them when the big tournament comes out because never trust them. Yeah. But the SEC, and I was trying to not pick one seeds for the most part, just to have fun and for like value purposes and stuff. I just, I don't know. I don't watch enough basketball anymore to know who's going to win that tournament for real, but Tennessee, to me, is just such a boring team that can't score, and if they're going to win the tournament, it's going to be like 55-53 every night, and that's just not something I want to root for. What uh, rumors are out that Ole Miss is interviewing Chris Beard? What if Chris Beard coaches Ole Miss? We we like them at plus – is that five million? No, no, <laughs> that's that's more than that. That's that's four zeros there behind the five for oh, Ole Miss to win the SEC sure. tournament. So hey, I maybe, heard Marshall Henderson five hundred to one. All right, man, I love a good future bet. Yeah, they're the best, especially when they hit. <laughs> the worst is when they're you're done by like Thursday night. All your futures have lost. <laughs> you're just like, okay, cool. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say <clears throat> Kansas City is really where the old 2022 Kansas Jayhawks found it last year. Big 12 tournament. Remy started going in the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I mean, late in the year, it felt I was pretty nervous. They lose that TCU, which they looked awful. They almost lose the TCU at home. Texas, which we don't talk about enough. Big Dave really carried us to that Big 12 title that day to a share. Um, but they really found it in KC. Some Ochai lobs. Remy started going off. Remy carried that into the tournament. So I know we talked about what kind of worries us if we're worried going into it. I hope they find something offensively. Um, the Big 12, tur- just to give the fans and the players some confidence going forward. Because I guess if they win ugly and KC will be nervous. But I just get the vibe that this team has to be really damn good defensively in March. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we really did roll through the Big 12 tournament last year with like not even a close game. Like we we killed West Vaugh, killed TCU, and then Tech was a good game, but we had very much control of that game. So yeah, I, I agree where it's like if we take a step up defensively, which there's no reason to think we won't, I could see us just looking awesome this weekend, and I can see us selection Sunday just going nuts as we see our bracket talking ourselves into a repeat. I want it so bad. Just imagine the storylines. Number one overall seed. I mean, who? that's UConn women type stuff. You win the tournament, you come back the next year as the number one overall seed. Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, want I just it. You're right. This is where I think you learn a lot in this tournament. Or you see a 2017. Well, we didn't have Josh Jackson then. But I, <laughs> I was curious. We've only lost in the – or we've only not won the Big 12 tournament, I believe, one time when we were a one seed in the NCAA tournament. And that was when Josh Jackson was suspended that one game that we didn't, but every other year we're projected one seed. We win the big 12 tournament. So just an interesting thought. Somebody fact check me on that. I could be wrong. I thought that through my brain very quickly earlier today. I was also, I was going to say this and I I know we're going pretty far tonight. Um, 
but I was going to save this for NCAA tournament talk on Sunday, but just thinking about us defensively, do you guys, and I feel like this is the spoiled KU fan in me because it's we're going to be a one seed, but do you guys get to points where you're like, I don't know if this team can win at all, but then you sit back and think like we got Bill Self, we could be really good defensively, but I just know they're going to, I mean, every, every team has off nights in the tournament, but and we don't have to go too deep into this, but I just, I get to points where I'm like, God, can they really win it? I, yeah, I'll give you a really team. quick answer. Maybe in Kansas I'll give you, I'll give you a really quick answer, and then AB, you can go, and then we can wrap up. I do say that to myself, but then I say, who, who the heck can? Who yeah. the heck is winning that? Think. Like I just, there's nobody out there. There's not a 2021 Gonzaga. There's not a 2021 Baylor. There's not a 2009 North Carolina. 2020 KU. Like there's just not that team. Um, so I, I think if it's, if it could happen. Any team, I think last year proved any KU team can do it if they just get hot, and I think same goes for this team. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I was going to bring up last year, and after the Kentucky game, I think we all said that. Um, it's just such a crapshoot, though. Like, I don't know. Put yourself yeah. in position, especially the good bracket. You're going to have as good a shot as anyone. I mean, Vegas still has this as, what, the second or third favorite? Yeah. Tied for second with Bama, something like that. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All Long right, boys. Was. This was fun. Um, Back Sunday, March. We'll see you folks Sunday night. I think is the plan. We'll we'll tweet out official plans if once we get it all figured out. But we will absolutely be dissecting every inch of that bracket come Sunday night. So uh, should be a fun weekend. Hope to see all of you in Kansas City and uh, rock chalk. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com